Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Rob say code monkey, very diligent, but his output stink. His code not functional or elegant, what do code monkey think? Code monkey think maybe manager want to write goddamn login page himself. Code monkey not say it out loud, code monkey not crazy, just proud. Code monkey like Fritos, code monkey like that. Man, everyone's... I'm in, I'm in my phone. Let me turn off my notifications real quick. Hold on a second. That Mutomo, right? Yeah, that's what it is, man. That's exactly what it is. So, hold on. So, just just to clarify, though, with Mitomo, um, did do you get, like, a multiple choice on, like, how... No, you type it in, and, like, they'll actually, like, <laughs> be able to... You type it in, and then they'll say it back to you. It's fucking creepy uh, on shit. On how to relieve stress and whatnot, I assume. Uh-huh. Yep, and and it's exactly what you would expect for people to say. Although I did see one person on Twitter put, "I would try to drown myself in the community pool." <laughs> I thought that one was <laughs> sad, but also pretty clever. Oh uh, just God. hearing hearing that robot Microsoft Sam voice repeating it back to you would be very eerie. I just picture like a uh, bad me verse Twitter just come to life. Like it's just brought to life now on this app. I we're. So, full disclosure, Press Pause Radio is doing a special play-play. I'm going to be setting up my Mitomo and capturing it for all of us to, like, commentate and fuck around with later. Uh, I have to say, the temptation was super big uh, to just straight download and open source, uh, like, just, just basically backdoor it from the uh, Japan version, the Japanese version during mm-hmm. GDC week. But, like, I decided just because I actually want to put my... North American uh, me information and link it properly and do all that and and not jeopardize that on just like impulsive curiosity. I decided to fucking wait. Jeff Grubb though, motherfucker. Oh man, he made it really hard to resist. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. he had he just made me Tomo probably funnier than it ever should have been. Um, but I yeah, think the game makes itself funner than it ever had any reason to be. I just feel like it, it knows that when you listen to like the Nintendo shop music, you're just like, man, this is fucking terrible, but I still can't stop listening to it. That's basically the whole game. Like this is fucking terrible. Why am I playing this? Uh, let me just check real quick and make sure I don't have any notifications. I got to make sure I answer my weekly question and see if everyone else gave the same answer so I can get coins to buy hats. <laughs> the game. Oh man. Colon the game. Like, and here's the thing. Um, and again, I have yet to dive in it, but if there's any way that I can check on like my spot pass shit for my 3DS through, oh Tomo, my god, oh, that'd be oh amazing. God. Nope, I fucking game over. over. You know how many fucking puzzle over pieces game of the I'll year. Get? Ten All out of the ten pieces. Do it. I would do it exactly. Thank you. I would just, mm-hmm. What are you playing, uh, Mitomo? Stupid question. Uh, irrelevant question. Uh, you're wasting my time and yours. You know we're just going to be like those people in Up that have the head visors on our heads like being fucking <laughs> strolled around with tubes in our mouths to feed. It'll just That's be Wally. us doing that but with Moto. <laughs> oh, it is Wally. Oh, wow. dude. Well, yeah, I know. Like Man, that is, that, that is... was I watching. <laughs> 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 that wasn't the right movie, was it? Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Wally. Movies, Batman v Superman. Uh, you know, 300-word dissertation. Go. Fuck, I don't need 300 words. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I think people are making too big of a... I mean, Snyder 
and I've heard this said a lot of times, Snyder made the Batman movie he wanted to make. He just had to do it in a Superman movie because that's the only way he was ever going to be able to make it. Like, I feel like he just kind of had to, like, just deal with the cards that he was dealt and be like, well, I really want to make a cool Batman movie, but I'm already making these shitty Superman movies. Sorry, George. And that's the only way he was going to be able to make his Batman movie. So he just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, I have to say that, okay, I, I enjoy Snyder's approach in some aspects towards... Uh, his his vision or otherwise what he uh, Watchmen was envisions. Shit. Yeah, Watchmen's amazing. Watchmen but that's the thing. Shit. He in, when it when it comes to like iconic comic book personalities, uh, he throws his fucking figure to fellatio towards two individuals: fucking Alan Moore and Frank Miller. And boy, howdy, can like man, does he just like ooh. Ooh, he just he just munching on that Frank Miller tip. He just he just loves him some hedonistic, nihilistic, xenophobic, old racist cis white male fucking regressively Republican political view uh man man. Like that that is Frank Miller, I I guess in in like the um in the most mad lib way I could describe him, but fucking yeah, that that that's pretty much my takeaway. Like even with like fucking Dark Knight 3 um, not to derail too much into comic book talk, but like, fuck, he just hates Superman. Like, he just hate he hate that Superman tip. You know, he say, uh, uh-uh, uh, get that away. You go on now, go on, get. You know, I I feel like if he ever has a chance, Snyder will make a Swamp Thing movie, and and it'll just be he'll somehow put Superman or Batman in there too, and just have them like get <laughs> fucked up. Like, why well, not? Nobody can't do that because, like, dude, what am I? Favorite, oh my god, one of my favorite stories involving Swamp Thing is how, like, Superman had this, like, uh, I he had this weird cancer that was actually able to, like, it, uh, it basically deteriorate past his Kryptonian biology and, like, super fuck him up and he was dying. And he was, like, way too proud and ashamed to, like, publicly disclose that he is dying. So he decided to, like, go out into the, like just like seclusion out in like the fucking Everglades where Swamp Thing is and just like wait to die there of all places. And then Swamp Thing like found out what was going on with him and he, he gives Superman a hug. He gives him like this cancer curing hug and they just embrace and like Superman's Uh, all better. It was was photosynthesis, man. Just that's, that's how he heals them. Yeah. Oh man. That just, Really though, like mm, how, how 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 Make a Wish Foundation can you fucking get than like a cancer curing hug? Man, like all it takes, all it takes is one hug, right? Oh, dude, like now, <laughs> is it the- now? I just want some <laughs> sweet synth music just playing in the background and just I don't know, like this yeah. racially diverse cast of kids like fucking holding hands and singing. I want that. We don't have enough of that in 2016. 2016, get on that, fix it. We don't, then, we don't have that kind of budget, though. Yeah, we, we can't afford that. Yeah, we... I, You know, what was the last time we, we've been able to convince famous people to sing We Are the World? I, I, I kind of feel like, like this current generation of fucking celebrities just aren't... like. I feel like half of it would just be Flowrider, and then maybe Rascal Ugh. Flats, and then really old Reba. And then and and then that's it. That's okay. I just answered my own question. That's why there yeah. isn't a fucking mud. <laughs> nope. That is why there isn't. It would just. Oh man. Anyway, 
The only way they can make a song about some kind of current disaster is actually Flo Rida's career. That'd be the actual disaster, and they'd have a telethon for it and have people sing womp, for how womp, terrible womp. he is. Ugh. Oh, man. Um, my, 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 my new mu- musical act I just created called Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> well. So it's, my, it's, it's my alter ego. If you guys see me on Spotify, that, that's me, Kentucky. Speaking of accessible media that completely immerses you into a fantastic, almost surreal-like experience, uh, this special episode of Press Pause Radio is going to center around uh, what I got to do at GDC. A little bit late, but we've also got a ton of different game news and uh, just some other stuff, some, uh, I guess, general house cleaning, a bunch of other stuff, but yeah, just a, a nice... Uh, GDC episode, as we always cover, uh, we normally do it right on site, and we do it with others in attendance. However, uh, with with just the uh, schedules of, of all of our colleagues and peers that we normally invite on to do the show, and even like development-wise from the cool developers that I did get to uh, exchange contact info and just overall just you know hang out with... Uh, we weren't able to do it, so fuck it. This is—it's always nice to record with you guys. Though. I miss you guys, and I—and yeah, I got a lot to say as well as we've got a lot of ground to cover in terms of like what the landscape of video games will look like if GDC is any indication. As well as, man, boy howdy, does the internet fucking love leaked images? Like, we, dude, I think we just need to throw our hats into uh, that. That's what we got to do with PPR from now on. Just like we've yeah. got to leak something new every week. We got to we got to get our quote unquote inside sources out on the fucking cutting edge. It doesn't edge have floor. to be true. It just has to look real. Yeah, exactly. We just I mean, all we're going to need is a 3D printer, uh um, Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah, Photoshop for sure. And uh, aside from that, uh, one images. of our one of our uncles needs to like constantly be in flux within the game industry. Famous. Uh is, is, is there somehow like you can have an account to Getty Images? Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I okay. Can... I, I can hit two of those criteria. Yeah. Which one of us... You have looks... an uncle? Uh, no, that's the one that I'm stuck on. Oh, shit. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I think if, if we were to put our mind brains together and really scheme this out, uh, Will Spector, I think I think he'd be the best candidate. Uh, Will Phil Spencer? No, shit. I'm already fucking up. See? Uh, Dude who hates we... me. Deus Machina guy. Oh, Warren Spector. Warren Spector. There we go. See, it's late and I've had too much coffee. Yeah. Which one of us looks like they can closely resemble him in a, in, as far as a, from a familial sense? Can't be me. Dude hates me. Mm. Well, I, Sarah, I we're going to need I, I was to there, make some family ties. Can you there, can yeah. you pull off? Sarah yeah, Sarah. Sarah is also he just possesses all the right blends of like exotic uh, biological diversity. And plus, well, he's just a You're handsome. a liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> and you're also very creative, so you could definitely pull off being someone's creative. All right, uh, you're our quote-unquote inside source, yeah. Warren Spector. You're, yeah. There we go. Cool. We've got this uh, schema on lockdown, but we'll probably provide more details after the theme song. Let's get the show fucking on the road. Mm-hmm.
So, uh, just to go ahead and do the cash rundown, this is Georgia Boy's axe. It's been 12 days since I've quit Soda and Rockstar, and I could kill a man. Um, I am sucking down. I, I've, I've been recently enjoying more Starbucks than, like, any any one man should. But, like, I've always had my, like, I whenever I drink coffee, like, my coffee is just black. Like, blacker than Wesley Snipes. Like, I've always enjoyed black coffee. Yeah, same. Um, I, I like coffee, just straight up coffee. Yeah, Don't exactly. Shit in it. Um, but I can't have it hot. I always got to put ice in it. Um, uh, weirdo. Okay, never yeah, mind. Yeah, hot beverages are disgusting. They just remind me of soup. Um, Coffee's just meant to be hot, though. No, coffee mm-hmm. is. Coffee isn't even meant to taste good. Coffee is just literally meant to uh, help you feel more alive than you uh, actually are. Really yeah. should. Yeah, or actually are. Yeah, that's um, true. And Starbucks actually has like this new concoction called cold brew, which is apparently like just black coffee, like from like, uh, you know, forgive the uh, redundant iteration from the black market. Like, I feel like the fucking like these are like Cuban fucking grounds of like weird like this coffee is unnatural and I I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And then plus I'm taking I'm really pushing the limit. Like I'm getting real fucking dirty dancing with it. And um, I am asking for espresso shots and I'm kind of trying to Jesus, play around. Yeah. So mm, my heart does feel a little, you know, not swollen, yeah. but it's beating. So I'm trying not to drink too much, but I have a lot of energy to work off after the show. But yeah, that's pretty much me going on. And yeah, I I'm soda and rockstar free now. So, uh, that, that, that's my life. What about you guys? Nice. What's going on with you? Well, uh, I'm toast and I do drink coffee, but I drink it hot out of a cup and oh, I only drink it in the monster. morning because I can't stay up late because I got a bedtime because <laughs> oh. I'm an adult and that's what adults do. They have bedtimes. Adulting. Yeah. There's yeah. I'm adulting. I'm adulting really hard right now, guys. Like it, it's pretty, pretty extreme. Extreme, extreme You've always adulting. been the best at it between all of us. Like <sighs> that's why you're yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the best by necessity, though. It's not by choice. <laughs> oh, you're, are you saying you're the best due to a process of elimination? <laughs> I no, no, no. I'm not implying that. I, it, it's due to previous circumstances uh, against my better judgment. I'm basically saying the kid. Let's just say that. I, I don't. I, I, baby I, girl, I, by the way. Holy shit. Uh, What's that now? Mentioned that Andrew's made a baby girl and she's fucking adorable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she'll be two here pretty soon. So, oh she'll my start God, destroying she... everything. That's yeah. insane. You, no, no, no. You just had her. That's not real. That's not real life. Yeah, she'll be two in here about three months, I'd say, roughly. Well, yeah, two and a half months. She'll be two years old and then she'll destroy everything, me including. <laughs> she'll be fun. Oh, man. That's just so weird. Like, it's I'm just strange. accepting that I've turned 30 and mm-hmm. like, I think I've like, I finally got a Costco membership and like, that's the closest oh, I will ever be. Dude, that, that, that's real adulting. That's actually pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't even know how I managed to swing that, but I, and I have like, I don't know. It's also like the most obnoxious thing. Like as, as far as a like single white male with a cat, uh, like, <laughs> probably the most obnoxious like free world thing that i can do in terms of first world problems um 
But hey, fuck it. Like the mm. water crisis is pretty bad. Like uh, I was in the city and uh, other than like the more privileged areas and a lot of the events uh, being hosted and sanctioned within the GDC uh, footprint, uh, like just restaurants or, you know, most other places as well as like where I was staying at. Um, well, actually, not so much restaurants just for the sake of uh, as, as far as sanitation. But even then. Uh, like most places did have signs, uh, and where I was staying at also did have a sign. Uh, basically, at it's it's at the moment where uh, California is trying to urge its residents. Uh, well, at least within the city, I haven't seen this in my neck of the woods. However, we're getting like very aggressive, nasty grams um, from from the, the like city communications. But uh, California is currently trying to ask its residents to not flush its toilet unless you're going number two. So until then, to yeah. just collect like a, a fucking stewing melting pot of like, oh, yeah. God, so, uh, urine. Describe that. so, so if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, <laughs> flush it down. A, sta- <laughs> a, a state, a statewide, let it mellow. Statewide. Oh my God. I'm sorry. That just totally reminded me of the fucking, the, the Springfield gag. I'm like, if it's black, Take it back, but if it's brown, drink it down. <laughs> <laughs> if your oh, pee's man, brown shit. or black, you need you need to go get some help. You might have issues, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty serious stuff. Oh my god, we just became a fucking Simpsons parody in real life. Oh no, it, it doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. So, uh, hey Sayer, what color is your pee? My uh, good old fashioned yellow, which is good. That's, that's I think a good that's good. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Um, um, mine. Went from like nuclear horse piss green to like water. See, that's just it. Like it was nuclear for a little while, but now that I've gotten my sugar mostly under control, except when I'm binging on it and uh, in sort of like a a raging sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I consumed seventy nine grams of sugar last night, <laughs> and. Uh, and I flew into like sugar rage. It's nuts. I get I'm I've got a terrible temper when I eat sugar. It's yeah. not. It's it's crazy. This this sounds like the most adulting ass podcast I've ever heard. Like I got my sugar out of control. I'm pretty upset <laughs> when I have too much sugar. I'm finally regular. <laughs> George, George is talking about his Costco membership. I'm talking about how pissed I am that I forgot to renew my Barnes and Noble membership. Oh, dude, me too. It fucking sucks. That twenty percent makes a difference. Why people problems? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we should probably move on to the fun stuff before we even mention primaries sure, sure. Um, oh no i i won't but okay yeah so, <laughs> i just i kind of like it's so funny too well, all right all right i promise you it won't go any longer than two sentences but i'm very curious it's always like sarah as a canadian who enjoys like like right now like you have like fun loving like modern day handsome ascot wearing like fucking Justin Bieber in the know. You know uh, what? We we kind of elected a unicorn. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. Mm-hmm. Um as as you should be, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the situation down there and I mean there's no good outcome. Well, you know, except for Bernie Sanders, but you know, we we all know he's not going to get in. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't want to go in that direction. Come on. We this is we're not about to get NPR on this shit, um, but I'm just curious. OK, so you're actually more in the know about American politics than 
Uh, and and apolo- I apologize, dude. There are fucking some people here that don't even know how it works. Like I, I think somebody literally asked at like the age of like in in their mid twenties, asked what the fucking electoral college was, and I'm just like, that's it. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm d- bye. So, I'm I'm proud of you. Well, I mean, I'm just you know. I'm impressed just for the fact that you're you're not really in a position where you have to give a shit. So yeah, like proud. But anyway, yeah, fuck all that. Um, also, and totally appreciate some of the stuff we've gotten in the mailbag. We we did come across something. I want you guys all of this is some like cool, uh, some some sweet press Podge radio uh, select feedback homework that you guys can uh, all do at home. Uh, Andrew doesn't know what the fuck ASMR is. I need you guys uh, to send your best ASMR links or impressions that you can directly to the mailbag. Um, and I, I, even in context, I still don't know what it means. <laughs> like a, as you're talking about, I figure I'd maybe pick up on it just through just, just whatever okay, you're talking you know, about. If you want to still... cheat, if you want to cheat, you can totally Google it while we're doing the podcast. And at some point, I need to hear your audible reaction. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know exactly how you can uh, swing that, but. Um, I got it. I know what it is. <laughs> Wait, are you just now figuring it out as well, Sarah? Or do you already know what it is? No, I just looked it up. Oh, so you didn't know what it was. Okay, now I have to look it up. All right, I'll look it up. Okay, right now live. On the I'm show. pretty sure one of those, uh, the more you know, shooting stars just kind of paused over my head. Oh, man. I, hey, man, like, I, personally, like, I, I am no one to really judge. Like, I mean, there there are things that I've done. You mean, you mean my... like? Wait, so, what? I'm reading the AS. <laughs> what, what what's it called again? ASMR. ASMR. Well, yeah, it gives me a Wikipedia gives me the the meaning of it. Is it just goosebumps? It just sounds like goosebumps. Well, okay, so autonomous sensory meridian response means that. Uh, basically, it, it's an external stimulus that makes you feel real good. All right. Yeah, and people do this through podcasting now. Apparently. Just... I'll tell you what. I had some pretty serious ASMR when I was playing the downloadable content to Darius Burst. Yes. Holy I saw that. shit. I saw that. I saw that. Ha! I saw that I, video. So, okay. So oh. there's, apparently, there's this game that was released in 1989 called Night Striker. It was a Taito arcade game. Kind of like, you know, those scaling shooters like uh, fucking um, Space Harrier and shit, like, and Thunderblade and, and games like that, right? Sega was right into them in the mid 80s. Well, Taito kind of was too with Night Striker. And you play as this flying fucking car, right? It has branching paths, kind of like Outrun meets Darius. And the soundtrack is out of this world good. So good. Huh. I, you know, what's funny is, um, and I can't, God damn it. And it sucks. I knew, I knew this would happen. I should have written it down. But there is a game that, no joke, uh, had not only the play mechanics, like it wasn't a, it's not actually a shoot 'em up, but it has like several shoot 'em up mechanics, and it has like this soundtrack. That I swear to God, I'm like, this is like if somebody just went inside of Sarah's mind brain and just like fucking that's it, and made him. And now I can't remember the name of it. I I knew I had to write it down. It'll come to me at some point. Like I'm just gonna like I'll have my Kelly Clarkson moment, and I'll just fucking shout it out with absolutely no context, no matter what the conversation may be. So 
bear with me, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, if I do have that moment. But moving forward yes. and, until uh, Andrew can full, I'm you know I'm glad. <laughs> so please, if you guys think you have any any sort of ASMR in you to replicate or otherwise send our way, and you yeah, want to keep it. it, yeah, send it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're we're gonna leave the. Uh, we're going to leave the course of judgment for you on how gross you want to get with it, but don't get too gross because then we, yeah, probably won't talk. Nah, nah, you can get gross. It's all right. Man. It's the internet. <laughs> who's, who's, stop, who's stopping you? This is, this is PPR, man. Come on. Yeah, who's stopping you? I Come on, guys. We're, we've been going at this for almost seven years now. We gotta, we we've got to We've been going set... at this, have we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better, better, better half of a decade, man. We've got to start reeling it in. You know, we've got to ground ourselves a bit. That is what she said, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. So GDC, guys, um, before we get yeah. into GDC, let's talk about some other, like, there's a bunch of shit that happened that I figured we can get in on. Um, well, Mitoma so, launched today. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Mitoma. Well, about technically, Mitoma. Me, yeah, we can talk about Mitoma. launched two weeks ago um that was in japan mm-hmm. so um and... now i have the privilege of playing it on a sony playstation certified tablet it's the oh, weirdest weird. feeling ever yeah that is strange oh wow and see this is where you guys are gonna have to take over because like i as i had previously disclosed i haven't gotten a chance to really get down with it because we are gonna do a special play play uh, on me setting up my Mitomo and just exploring all the cool options uh, that we we can mess around with. But until then, go ahead and describe me, you guys. I, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of QR codes and stuff like that, and I'm still not exactly uh, entirely on the up and up on on just what sort of synchronization it has with your existing Mii's between, you say, your Wii U and your 3DS. So. All right, so here's the skinny of the whole thing. Basically, okay, well, you know I, I did uh, that review, I think it was like last year or the year before, that uh, for that game there that came out, Tomodachi Life, mm-hmm. right? It's basically Tomodachi Life if all of the responses and goings on that are happening around you in Mitomo uh, aren't just within the limited confines of the DS cartridge, and it's like actual real responses, complete with profanity. It's fantastic. Um, you know, that's the thing. There, there's still like, from from what I remember, just just with like the times that I like heavily dabbled in Miiverse, there there were a lot of even like things that didn't necessarily have a whole lot of uh, adulterated suggestive uh, context behind it or or at least connections that uh, you know people would have would without at least struggling to try and make that Nintendo was you know pretty dour on so I'm surprised to hear that people are getting away with some like fucking mad gross shit or some otherwise highly suggestive stuff with Mitomo so far and I don't I don't know if that's just because Nintendo is super new to just this entire system of interface and distribution. Oh, probably not. I mean, nothing stops them from saying, oh, that word's not cool, because, like, I couldn't even get away with saying shooters forever on my 3DS. What's mm-hmm. up with that, right? 
Should have just put pew pew, <clears throat> man. God, but that's so gross. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm totally one hundred percent on like. See, okay, because when I was three, my parents used to call boogers pew pews. They come out of your nose, right? Oh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is. I think that is the most adorable you've ever sounded in in all of my years of knowing you. I will take that with me to the grave from now on. Like that that alone just made my night. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm glad to be of service, I suppose. Yeah. I, uh, see, like, I don't think I've ever disclosed this much, but like I'm I am of Portuguese descent. If I've ever mentioned that on the show before, I think everybody just like considered me to be like this weird nondescript European descent, like where hey, oh, I've, I've I've witnessed this firsthand. It's yeah, like every like people just look at me. I'm like I don't know what nationality claims him, but for one wants to claim him. Um, but I'm I am oh, come on, it's not like you're Bin Laden. Oh gee, wow, that was not a direct. Damn. Yeah, I know. Whoa, dude, that's a roast. I mean, uh, that was kind of a Min Max right there. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're not Bin Laden. Yeah, I no, it's I not definitely... like your bin lot. Like no one wanted him, but I'm sure plenty plenty of people would want you to live with them. So anyway, um <laughs> No, I'm super one hundo Portuguese. Uh so I mean muy, muy bueno, does that work? No no no. It well okay, Portuguese is basically like Spanish with marbles yeah. in your mouth. Um yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, just the, the term that we have for boogers. I mean, like, oh, man, I don't even think I've ever spoken Portuguese. Like, mohonks. So, um, Is yeah. Is that kind of like an onomatopoeia or like, what's the deal? Yeah, I, you know, you'd think that sound like, I'm, like, that's the noise that somebody would make when they go like, <laughs> yeah, but no, well, like it's a, just, yeah. Anyway, get, getting real farm animal on the show. But, uh, going back. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah, but anyway, going back. So, shooters forever can't. Can't do that can't do yet. That, no, but today I was like, the question was posed like, what did you discover recently? That's awesome. And I'm like, Night Striker shit's toit. 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 And it worked. It went through. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Um, I'm trying to think. I think somebody actually got the like for, again, just just from my Twitter exposure. I think people got away with uh, using the terms peeny and jiny. Um, so I mean, that's there. I mean, it just it's weird. It's almost like it's it's almost like this weird social experiment where like people are just getting together and trying to stretch the limits of Nintendo's own comprehension around like the uh, world's urban dictionary. Like what? Just what exactly? It, N- Nintendo is just everyone's grandpa getting fucking roasted. <laughs> like, <laughs> this giant, uh, in this giant little social uh, media capacity, which is great. But um, I don't know uh, how smooth is it so far. Like, how much fun have you guys had? Because so far, I'm just I'm seeing a lot of silly, uh, like Snapchat filter like photo editing, uh, posturing being shared, as well as just like. It, 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 to me, it just looks like a free Tamadachi life. Like, that's the one thing where I'm just like, and especially you, Sarah, you, you being the loudest advocate for Tamadachi life, like, how would you compare the two? Uh, I think it's it's probably going to be much more interactive than Tamadachi life could ever hope to be, really. Really? Uh, mostly and because... money for Tamadachi life. I know. The thing about it is that Tomodachi Life is very limited in what you can do in it. You will get a lot of repeat, uh, a lot of repeat conversations and repeat lines, right? 
uh, even within like the first like four or five weeks, much less months. Uh, with this here, obviously, it has the uh, the ability to have new stuff being uploaded into it by Nintendo at all times. But you can start conversations and ask people questions that can come right off the top of your head. It doesn't have to be something in the game, right? So really, there's infinite possibilities with it, as opposed to just having a bunch of uh, a bunch of me's that you've generated that you think are what your friends might be like. And then you watch them sort of mingle with each other that way. This is a much more sort of um, engrossing setup. God damn it. As Sarah's saying all this, <laughs> he's in my house right now in Mitomo, And he showed me a picture of his new outfit. And he's dancing in like a background with roses. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, but see, and like I said. Uh, I mean, oh, I but you missed the sound, though. Because like it goes, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I can't do the sound because my phone's mute because I didn't want you guys to know what I was playing Mitomo. Oh, yeah, I've got mine up too, right? God damn it! But we here, gotta stop. Like, I gotta play it down. <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. This is how Toast relieves stress. Listen to music. That's right? not true, so... but I put it. I put a safe answer. <laughs> y'all, y'all know how I really relieve stress. I, I but like, can't wait. I can't wait for Mitomo to be the hottest new Pornhub so, category. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Just ran- random, random hookups in Mitomo. So the question here is, who do people think you most resemble? Uh, I'm going to put the following. Just give me a second here. I was say, that's your answer? Hold on. Oh, man, this is some real life shit going on. Right? Are we going to get right. in trouble for copyright? Here we go. In this music? <laughs> um. Another fucking sorcerer. Okay. Now that you mention it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so basically, from yeah. everything that I've heard so far, this is Nintendo doing jib jab. Like, if you want to do jib jab, <laughs> but not feel like a forty-year-old woman, like, so, like that's fucking wine drunk before noon. Like, this is the best way to do it with means. Um, but hold on. All right. So here's what I'm still having trouble uh, comprehending. And again, I, I, I haven't. I feel like it's being. It's a detail that's been omitted. Um, or somewhat, or, or at least overlooked. Are you creating new original Mii's, or are you able to synchronize like actual play data and Mii's from your 3DS or Wii U? Like, does it this, use this has, honestly, network ID? I, I don't think this has anything to do with actual gaming. Like, the only thing that carries over is you can link your Nintendo Network ID and bring over your Mii that you made on Nintendo Network. Right. That's it. So, like, you design your your me on your 3DS or your Wii U, which can, then gets attached to your your My Nintendo network, and then you can import that, um, or you can create one from scratch as well. Yep. Or or it'll take pictures of your face and yeah. it'll make a me based on that. But it has literally right now, as of right now, in its current state, has no like, like it doesn't care what games you play on the Wii U. It doesn't care who your friends are on Nintendo. Like it doesn't even prompt you to like add your friends from Nintendo network. You can only add friends from uh, the QR codes, Facebook or Twitter. That's it. Or like face to face. Of course. Or yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. Nintendo wouldn't like, I, I almost As like, of right why now, would I, why would I have the like, system? Why would I have this weird expectation that they'd actually pull from like an, an account? Like they have an online accountability system. That's but like, fuck. They don't even have the, th- the 3ds and the Nintendo barely, or Wii U barely connect. But when you link your Facebook and Twitter, you get Nintendo points. If you earn enough Nintendo points, you can buy Mario outfits. That, all right, I take it all back. Guys. Souls. 
<laughs> I have a uh, Mario hat on. I oh man, your oh your 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 online avatars are always the best. I have to admit, like if anyone takes their fucking like cartoon persona through a video uh-huh. game seriously, it's uh-huh. you, Andrew. Uh huh. Have you uh. seen the shit I bought on Xbox with the avatar store? And now it's back on Xbox One. <laughs> oh, it's God back on damn. Xbox One. Oh, dude. Fucking a, it is. Yep. And, I gotta, and, I gotta and I'm, so, my... I'm, I'm almost sad that I can't buy themes. I can use my achievements to do my background, but I can't buy them themes, man. And you know what? The Xbox One mm-hmm. dashboard's in, in dire need of themes because that shit's just like a bunch of ugly static gray and green. Like, I am I am not a fan of it. Uh, Welcome to Windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, man. Like, I didn't even know you can... Uh, you can pull your fucking uh, 360 avatar because, boy, let me tell you, I fucking totally miss my avatar. Uh, I have my sweet real Hazuki jacket and uh, nice. my, my sweet shades. Yeah, dude, I bought the jacket because it's available for that's like that the only thing I think sick. I bought. I think I bought that. And then I had like some leftover cash. I'm just like, yeah, I'll buy the Sega Genesis cart of like nondescript Sega classic. Sure. I think my dude is wearing a Radiant Silvergun shirt, actually. Didn't even know that was a thing. That is totally you, though. Yeah, you get um, it for playing Radiant Silvergun or something. Okay, so before we really jump into the GDC nonsense, let, let's let talk about one other big thing that sort of happened. Uh, I mean, we kind of already broached upon it, but what do you guys think is... What do you guys think is currently legitimate with all of the scuttlebutt surrounding the... Uh, the end of production for Nintendo Wii U consoles and whether or not this is a, a subtle indication that the NX might make an appearance within a public forum, I, I guess, quicker than anyone really anticipated. I think it makes sense that they're going to end production. Ending production doesn't mean it's ending support. That's that, 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 I think people just kind of jump to the conclusion that if they're ending production, that they're done with the system. That's not the case. I mean, I, I hate to say this, guys, but the Wii U's are not flying off shelves. So, yeah, they could definitely end production because they probably have a warehouse full of the systems they still have to sell through. They could easily probably project that they would take X amount of months to sell through their current stock. And by that time, yes, we might have the successor available for purchase. But that could be months and months away. It could not even be this year. Um, although it could be. They could honestly rush it out and make it a holiday release to coincide with what we'll probably end up seeing re revised versions of the Sony and the Xbox systems. It, it happens. It's happened with 360 and PS3. They revised the model and they made the slims. Uh, this is probably going to be the same thing, but now they're, they're doing more powerful things with the hardware so they can actually get more out of it. It's not just a revised design. It's not just a revised model. It's adding new things to the hardware. Uh, you but know, with, and I think with that's Nintendo, gonna, it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't. I don't the whole like controversy surrounding it. it. Does it makes sense? I mean, from their standpoint, why waste the money to make more if they know they're not going to sell? On the uh, on the topic of the the more powerful PS4 and Xbox, so I, I think that's going to segment the market in pretty bad ways. Like, I already see what they're doing with the 3DS, uh, the new 3DS. Like, there's no real reason why they can't get Super Nintendo emulation on the regular 3DS at this point. Like. It doesn't make sense that it doesn't have the power because computers with a fraction of the power 
of the 3DS could run Super Nintendo games flawlessly as it was. Yeah, and, right. and you're right. It, it not only does it segregate the audience for their platform, it also confuses potential buyers. Yeah. I mean, exactly. how much shit has the Wii U had to take because it confused their customers and thinking it was just like an add-on to your Wii? And so now they're going to like come out with newer versions of the PS4 and the Xbox One and probably not explain in very good terms of why there is a new version. And then you're going to make people like be pissed off, even though it could very well be worth the revised, you know, system. It could be worth the price of getting like a newer version or whatever the case may be. But you confuse the general public, like not the hardcore core gamers like us or people that listen to the show, the casual people that bought a PS4 because they call it duty and Madden. Like it's, it's not a good idea, but I understand where it's coming from because I'm sure that it's probably because a lot of publishers and developers are trying to push more out of the systems and they just don't feel like it's current gen. You know, I mean, they look great. Don't get me wrong. I think the new titles look amazing, especially stuff like Tomb Raider and uh, Uncharted looks like it's going to be pretty outstanding in terms of visual. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah, 15. Absolutely. But that's not what I think people had intended next gen to really be. You know, I mean, three years into the development of the system, like they didn't think next gen would look like they probably thought it'd be more. And also, it's probably due a lot of it, which I'm sure George will go into a lot of detail about with VR like having hardware that's going to support that kind of technology. Like you have to have a super beefed up PC to even try to run VR right now. So let's say that the platform, the current systems can even run that. Like, I I don't think they can. Well, I can. Yeah, you are correct. And we'll get into that. And I mean, this does harken back to our, uh, our episode like months back. I want to say months back where we did cover, uh, the, the uh, our future topic was just VR, but like there's definitely more to say, especially with. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get away from VR at GDC. In fact, it was um, it was half GDC, and then they even coded like the other brand. Half of it was VRDC, so it was it was definitely there. It was prevalent, um, and yeah, I, in terms of. I mean, I, I can definitely see where you're standing there. It's just, I think at this point with the Wii U as well, while it's not flying off, um, it like this is a con- like in conjunction with the lack of uh, anticipated titles and announcements for the hardware aside from 3DS is essentially giving people this cause for concern where they're jumping to conclusions and assumptions and the fact that like, the N- and, and, like, I don't even know where the origin of the NX even came from. Like, I don't know if Nintendo has openly said, like, oh, yeah, by the way, we are working on this new console. Like, I, I, I want to say there's definitely more legitimacy behind this than what uh, Project Cafe was, that whole thing, uh, which then, like, uh, gradually evolved into the Wii U. Um, however, uh, as far as the Wii U console, even then Nintendo's already gone on record to deny that something like that's happened. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's just a, there's a difference between uh, a cease in shipment and a cease in production. If that makes sense, like a cease mm. in production kind of suggests like a, an entirely different connotation about the, the shelf life of the hardware. And then like just a, right. a momentary lapse in distribution and shipment uh, kind of, more or less goes along with your argument towards it, Andrew. But either way, I mean, 
It's yeah. It's not like it's a recall or anything, right? Like No, no, no. no. Well, no. I mean, the, I, just in terms of the fact that, I mean, how long has the Wii U already been out? Like, I want to say an accumulative three years. Like, somebody even said four years, and I don't feel like it's been that long. Like, yeah, because um, or actually, Wii U shit, was it has been. First. Uh, yeah, because Xbox One, PS4 was, well, yeah, the systems Xbox One, PS4 were 2013. Hmm. Uh-huh. God damn. Well, uh-huh. I mean that that makes more sense. I just mm. it's just weird because you you would think that the Wii U library would be bigger. Um, but not when it's only first party support. <laughs> yeah, it had some heavy third party support, and even then, like. Some of the uh, some of the indie stuff again. That well, I mean, you can really throw that on. If if any of the three players at this point, in terms of like promotion, marketing, and accessibility for their indie development, if any of them are on top of their game right now, it's Sony. Like you, like Sony does a really good job of almost letting every owner of PlayStation hardware know even even on like what we considered or they considered to be the legacy system the Vita even fucking on the Vita and the independent and third party uh, titles are fairly well represented or promoted and then you you hop on uh, Xbox Live or the eShop and you just gotta fucking hovel through like poorly organized and, and curated fucking lists of things that like almost completely bury anything new or quirky that may have appeared on their interface. So, um, I mean, either way, I think the Wii U, I mean, now that I think about it with four years, that's not a bad shelf life, but yeah, you are correct in, in one thing though. It's, it's not necessarily flying off shelves, but dude, what, what is though? Like, I don't know. I don't really know what the hardware numbers are for, uh, the 3ds, the new 3ds, which is like the newest, piece of hardware aside from like some mother micro consoles or whatnot but like i don't think the 3ds has done spectacularly amazing numbers um no, not really the playstation 4 is the only one that's actually like doing like somewhat like successful numbers and even then i don't know mm-hmm. exactly what uh margin of definition people would consider you know successful so mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean either way I guess just to kind of uh, close off that that discussion, I mean, do you think the Nintendo dropping the NX this year would be a bit too soon? I think, considering this year, definitely, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I think it would probably be in their best interest, especially with their venture into mobile gaming, to branch out with the mobile, their portable, and their console gaming. And try to see where that goes first before they launch a new hardware, like a, like a new system. I feel like they're in the market now to where they could actually maybe get people into buying a console or a handheld device based on their mobile ventures or based on just Nintendo having really good first party lineups. And I feel like if they come out with a new system now, they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot. Like they, they take that possible momentum that they could build upon their brand and then kind of just like kill it by coming out with new hardware. And, and and I don't know. I just feel like they could probably sell some systems before they roll out their new thing. Like, why not try to sell some of these Wii U's that haven't been selling or try to sell the 3DS more to what they possibly have sold so far? But instead of doing that, they just kind of throw out this new system because there's a good chance this NX is some kind of like a 
hybrid of like their portable gaming and their console gaming experiences from all indications and all reports of what this possibly is going to be. It sounds like it's kind of like a blend of both. So I feel like if they launch it now, they're, they're taking away any chance of them selling the stuff that's currently on shelves. I feel like that's just going to be a waste of money. Right. I, and even then, like just if, if the DS is any indication of like multiple revisions of hardware and like, uh-huh. like the two DS, how the fuck, how well is that even selling? Like why it didn't do that bad. I, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like for the price point, it's a good way to get into their gaming with not having to pay a lot of money to try it, at least to get into it. It's a pretty good price point to kind of just try it out. You know, it's, like if you're curious also- about it. It's also a really good price point for people who are 3D sensitive like I am. Yeah, or, or, or like younger ages where you want to have a system, but you don't want them to have like a $200 piece of hardware, you know, because they, yeah. they broke their tablet that they already had. And so you don't want to spend the money to spend like on something else they're going to break. So you buy them something for half the cost. It, it makes sense. I just, I guess, I, I feel like Nintendo's more than likely wanting to avoid a, a Sega situation, especially with their their Japanese roots and what they've seen like any anything that it, you're I, I totally see what you mean by that I don't I don't think it would make sense to have the Wii U and continue support for because even then like we're we're still waiting on Legend of Zelda Wii U as well as their yeah well but then again I feel like that's the only thing that's left on the Nintendo horizon aside from like uh, some portable ventures like Pokemon Sun and Moon um, which, by the way, it was real. It's totally, it was a real thing. It really was, it was a leak. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yep. I, 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 after our conversation, it actually came out being real. I was like, huh. What, what I you know? Thought, I, thought, I, I thought it was just some kind of like really clever, you know, Photoshop I, I, I felt thing, like, but, yeah, yeah, I felt like that was a bit too articulate in design to, to be like a fan made. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, I, dude, I can't even tell anymore to be honest with like all these fabrications i mean that first i have to admit like that first nx leak it was it was like the fucking rorschach of and of like video game leaks like what am i even looking at because i know that's not real like i i you know i just like it, it is the rorschach of leaks but uh you know the other one i have to admit was impressively well done and fabricated in, in a in a very professional capacity so I don't know. I I totally think if they are to go with the NX that they should shoot for early next year and that this year they really need to make Wii U like go off with a bang cuz so far and it and it's still weird. It's still weird to say that in terms of like downloadable content and extending content for popular games that Nintendo is easily one of the most impressive of supporters for this sort of thing, like within the last two years. I mean, shit, they're still dropping fucking downloadable content on Hyrule Warriors. And then they're also, I mean, they're doubling down on it because of the 3DS port. I get that. But even the stuff that they've, like, the way they've handled Smash Brothers, the way they've done Mario Kart and Mario Maker, of all things. Mario Maker just enjoyed a new update now that, like, we're going to, by the way, I'm, I know I've been saying it, but I'm definitely, I'm putting together the schedule and everything for it. Uh, definitely want people to send me new levels, then we're gonna we're gonna explore a lot of new stuff because it's been a while since I've jumped into Mario Maker and it's a fucking wild frontier right now. Uh, I so, got a good one for you, that's for sure. There we well, your your last one was definitely memorable. I will say that Th- this one's uh, a lot more experimental. 
yeah, just I if if you guys can all just embrace checkpoints, like that's a thing now. Fucking get down with your get down with your inner self and checkpoints. Like really examine the relationship that those two have and what how wonderful they are. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so you guys basically think it's a no no for the NX to drop this year. Uh, I I'm on that boat too. But I mean, I guess if we were to say soon i mean i don't think it would hurt at all for next year especially with all the subterfuge surrounding like what what the fuck else nintendo is doing because like this this month is like a big month for them with pokin and and even then there's star fox coming up and then the twilight princess remaster there's literally nothing else that i can think of aside from pokemon that like nintendo has well i mean there's a bunch of smaller stuff like the fucking mario and sonic olympic game um yeah I yeah, guess that's it. I can't even bummed. think of like, like other like stuff there, from the direct. Well, and the direct was just recent. Yeah, there is something that is coming out, and I'm kind of bummed about it because it's like literally the reason why I bought my Wii U to begin with, and then to kind of see what it eventually turned into was kind of disheartening. Like it was supposed to be the Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei crossover, oh, and yeah, it turned yeah. into. I mean, I'll I'll still buy it. Fuck it. It, it looks cool. It looks like. Wait, it's, so that's not a thing anymore. No, it is, but now it's like it's called. What is it called? There, like Fates something. Yeah, like uh, hashtag Fe or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it looks like it, it's like J-pop. They're, they're they're like idols. They're like like J-pop idols, but it plays like a persona, like it's turn based, kinda. I think like RPG, but they're like they're 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 idols. Mm. Um, but you but know, like, I'm, I'm okay so that is it. to say, I thought I'll that was a totally it. different thing. No, that that is the Fire Emblem. Shin Megami Tensei crossover. Yeah, it just turned into that. Um, which I was expecting, like, it would just be like, here's Roy and here's Marth going which, up against, you I, know. I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot less Fire Emblem in- influence in it, though. Yeah, very much so. Like, like, like hardly any from what it looks like. I mean, yeah. to be honest. Like, it, it looks I think like, it's like one or two guest characters at this point, right? Maybe, like, the Fire Emblem cutscenes probably look more like that stuff than Persona. That's about it. Um which is fine. I'll play it. It looks kind of cool anyways. Like to maybe like separate it from it being a Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei crossover game just for its own merits. It looks like it'd be okay. I, I mean, if I if, what, if I had not known that's what it was, then I would maybe not have as much interest in it though, to mm, be honest. I guess what I need to see is how dependent it's going to be on DLC because like the last couple Fire Emblems have been fucking oh, stupid with it. it. I mean, it's also like the craziest, but also like the worst idea for the consumer but also the craziest thing they've ever done. This is like on the level of like save games transferring from Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Like to branch off the game in three different storylines, we have to buy all three versions to get all three storylines. And that's been doing well. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, for sure. But it's just like, huh, like that, that seems kind of shitty that you're charging that much money for it. But fuck, people are eating it up. So, you know, more power to them. I, it's kind of a cool idea, but holy shit! Like, really? Like, forty bucks for the game, and then twenty bucks to branch off to either storyline. And I guess the same the same sort of thing happened with SMT four as well. Like, there was a very heavy emphasis yeah, on getting yeah, the extra downloadable DLC. packs. Like, absolutely. Like right out of the gate, I remember I bought that at launch. Just like you know, get me the fucking game, and I don't really want to deal yeah, with DLC. I, but... I had to sit there and do that with Persona Four Golden. Like, fuck, I ain't to buy any DLC. Thank Christ, mm. you know. Hmm. That's okay, though, because, hey, man, officially, as of today, Sega will now be publishing all Atlas games in the U.S. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's right. They uh, they bought them, didn't they? Mm -hmm. As of right now, they did announce it today, as of this recording. Which is weird, because I didn't think Sega was in a financial position where they could do something like that. 
mm-hmm. like they, yeah. they they've been on some fairly shaky ground. Like let's be honest. Like I I mean I and as weird as it sounds and like unless you're Nintendo or Atlas I mean pretty much every Japanese entity has been on like this weird like unknown like Capcom has been weird and oh my god did you see those fucking Street Fighter 5 costumes that uh, they have Oh yeah. so bad I mean, it's making me so sad, the fact that I'm such a fan of that genre. Like, that game is not doing... Like, for this to be such a good year for fighting games, they did not start it off on a right foot. Like, I, I just hope that Tekken... I mean, Pokken's been doing pretty well. I just hope Tekken really does does better. Man, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what we uh, what we have in terms of, like, a final verdict for fighting game of the year this year. Uh, it's going to be a pretty it's going to be a pretty uh, large I'm, list of games. I, I'm sure. hedging I'm hedging all of my bets on King of Fighters 14. Maybe I, I I don't know if that comes out this year. You think? Yeah, yeah, it will. SNK has yeah. been pretty good for that stuff. Hmm. Hopefully, it opens the the door to more SNK games. So I'd like to see like mm. I want to see an know. updated Metal Slug. That'd be sick. God, yeah, that would. Yeah, be we can get another three Metal Slug. Yeah, remember uh, that? No, because it was no. stupid. That's hey, you know dumb. what? Two and two and a half D. I'll be I'll be fine with that. <laughs> Yeah, just All another, right, just another, mind. just another uh, Garo Mark of the Wolves. Just bring me that, please. Yes. Yeah, be good to go. All right, man. Let's get down on some GDC talk, fellas. Yeah, what the hell were we even talking about? What was this podcast about again? It was a GDC podcast, but like there was a bunch of other Slash shit that happened. Geez. This okay to yeah. be fair, a lot of this other shit did happen during GDC. Okay, um, that's, that's good. Yeah, just a, just to timeline it. we get in, I mean there's a shitload of cool indie games but let's let's get into the meaty meat stuff so VR yeah um, I mean I, you might as well just talk about VR because that's like all it was the entire show was just VR because this is at the time of you going to GDC the last time that it would be shown in that kind of format because after that they'll be out you know like they'll be commercial they'll be available to purchase at least for the people that pre-ordered right in fact uh as of this recording the oculus rift is is out um it's yep it's a thing we we cannot i'm let let me talk about the rift sure uh so if we're gonna talk about i mean you guys have always known that i've i've been uh, a fairly vocal advocate for the rift from my and also and also probably the person on the show and on the website that has the most experience with it, I would say. I know I know Sarah, you mess with dev kits when you've had like you know your events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but and you know what? If I'm Sarah, honest, I am so mm-hmm. glad that I checked that out at the end because I would have been wrecked for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, and I know George, you've done it several times at events. I have yet to even really try any of the VR stuff. Like I've tried Samsung Gear VR, and that's about the extent of my knowledge when it comes to that stuff. So you definitely have more experience in terms of the headsets for sure. Well, um, here's the thing. Like at, at some point in terms of the uh, perspective and ratio uh, behind uh, basically the VR display, like once you reached like a certain uh, access within your peripherals, the the simulation of visuals ended. Now, and I mean with all VR hits, it's now it's it's already expanded and reached a point to where 
you are fully immersed within a 360 rotational world that addresses the verticality and horizontal aliasing of, of just a world period. I mean, you can look up, you can look down, you can look all around. Like, you can do the fucking hokey pokey, and you are in it. Um, there are some, actually, there are some moments, and, and just the swiveling, really, like, if anything, that's one thing, uh, I guess I, I will definitely state that uh, the ergonomics, uh, especially with the final Oculus, because... Uh, a lot of the original uh, prototype or initial uh, concepts and proof of concepts for uh, VR tech and, and the VR hardware all had like this ski goggle design to it. And it, it sucked. It was suffocating. It was a fan of it. Now all of them are adopting like this headrest visor uh, touch to it. I mean, and I, I haven't messed around with a uh, Oculus Rift since the Dev Kit 2, uh, which is more le- the, the ski goggle design. The new Oculus now incorporates that, that headrest visor uh, display, and all of it is, is way more friendly. Um, I will say, I mean, I know I wanted to touch on the Oculus first, but in terms of like the ergonomics of it, uh, especially the Morpheus, uh, Sony was really adamant on the fact that like they're they're using this as a, uh, a a feature of interest for to promote like their hardware above anybody else's that they have taken uh, extreme efforts like they they have taxed themselves extremely uh, on the premise of uh, individuals like Sarah and myself that require corrective lenses to see that uh, the headrest can rest comfortably on top of people while still wearing glasses. Uh, because there's there's some telescoping uh, design towards the uh, the focus and uh, adjustment of of setting the hardware upon your head slash face. Uh, let me be the first to say this is bullshit. It's not no. It, it just like totally scrunched my glasses. I mean, I tried a lot, and and granted, I mean, full disclosure, I I did kind of have to rush like my adjustment as much as possible, and did uh settle once i was able to acclimate for the quote-unquote sweet spot like that that point of visual to where uh the display uh in front of your eyes is able to completely focus in and the resolution isn't blurry or weird because uh as humans we all focus uh what we see and articulate visuals through uh what's called saccadic masking uh and that's how we process momentum and movement especially within that sort of capacity I will say that all all VR uh, alternatives have done a very good job. Even the Morpheus, which I'll get into in a bit. But but going back to the Rift, um, I, I I basically this I don't care how blind you are, um, mm. you you don't. From my experience, and then again, this could be an isolated situation. So I mean, don't completely quote me all the way to the bank with this. But in from my personal experience, uh, you know the Morpheus experience was hurt a bit initially when like the premise of, of trying it with the glasses. Uh, but then going back and just removing my glasses and, and trying again, much more comfortable. And I was even able to see better because I didn't have to focus so much on like the awkwardness of like my glass, the frame of my glasses pushing up against a fucking bridge, of my nose and my cheekbones and all that dumb shit. Um, but anyway, going back to the rift. So the rift, uh, I didn't even know this, and again, I, I didn't necessarily... None of us have necessarily had a media blackout, but 
there hasn't been a whole lot that we've been able to cover with the Oculus, especially ever since they've, uh, one, announced their price point, uh, and two, the fucking required hardware specifications to even run and operate the goddamn thing are, are fairly unrealistic within a public capacity. So, I mean, and we can go more on that. Uh, but they now have their own first-party peripherals, uh, the Touch, which is uh, essentially motion controllers that are very uh, reminiscent in terms of feel and use. They're they're very reminiscent of like the Wii U uh, nunchuck and the Sony Move controllers, which also play a huge part with the Morpheus. So now, uh, for very virtual, like very VR intensive games that don't necessarily just use it as a um, expansion or an improvement upon like more traditional aspects of gameplay they're actually like super vr heavy motion uh heavy games that that fully utilize and facilitate all the vr faculties uh that just that experience i played vr real sports and man it was fucking scary uh i will say that there was like some apprehension because they actually and you can even get this this is something this is an actual like uh, product that you can get from the Oculus, but there is a uh, like a foam mat that you can get for yourself that actually has like it, it, it comes off like I want to say like a couple inches off the ground. It's thick and heavy and you can distinctly tell that you're stepping on it um, and all around it. I believe it's like five feet square uh, radius all around uh, and you can use it for a lot of the like motion heavy VR games as a point of reference because you're fucking like you can't see shit. You can't even like with the way they have the uh, Oculus Rift's new uh, hardware design, I mean, you can't even have, like, any sort of outside light from, like, the uh, outside world, like, breach or otherwise. You, like, you, if you were to look completely down and see your the lower half of your face, you, you wouldn't be able to uh, kind of peek your vision outside of that. Like, you were totally in that fucking thing. It's, it's frightening, because even where I feel like you would be able to see the... Uh, the interface extremities like outside of the goggles, you know what I mean? Uh, or the goggles display. No, like you put that thing on uh, everywhere you look up, down and all around is the display of the game that's going on. Um, and looking at your hands, which would hold the touch controller it, it, in terms of response and, and into uh, like the intuitive recognition, all, all like very well done. Uh, it was a little scary. Um, from what I spoke with, with uh, the people representing oculus and people like that i was able to do my coverage with uh because and, and again i tried to ask some outside the box questions in terms of others just to get like their feel because i didn't get to see what i wanted to do is i wanted to not only experience it for myself i wanted to see other people do it and they had a lot of isolated rooms that where you couldn't really get that and i, I don't know why I, I i feel like that's almost a disservice because if there's one thing people don't want to just experience it they kind of want to get like a third party perspective from it if that makes sense you know what i mean like watching how people interact with it and i asked uh oculus like you know what just through your day of demonstration today how many people stepped off of this mat or got a little heavy with it and you and and me personally i didn't i didn't feel like i had to exaggerate my movements all my movements were very well and subtle and depending on like whatever the design of the game may demand especially with the space that you're working with um Everything felt really fluid and organic with the uh, Oculus games that I played. I played VR Real Sports, uh, Slam Dunking Contest. I mean, I detailed it all as well as I could within the editorial uh, that we did for coverage for GDC. Um, 
I also got to play other stuff that I didn't cover in the editorial. Like, uh, I got to revisit Eve Valkyrie, which, I mean, for anyone who's a fan of just rail shooters or shooters reminiscent of fucking Star Fox, holy shit. And it, it's amazing to me that that's actually going to come to the Morpheus as well. Like, that was a real boon. But even the silly shit, like fucking Job Simulator um, and, and other... Uh, various independent developments. The Rift, like, just from the visual fidelity to, like, technical performance, absolutely the most impressive. Like, I... It, it's almost... It pains me that it has so much going on for it, and then from a consumer standpoint, in terms of, like, the price of admission, and, and even then, like, the technical requirements involved how inaccessible it is. And yet I don't think that that's going to be a large deterrent for how well it does. I mean, I have yet to see, I mean, I will say this, like it, it just came out yesterday. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. It's, it's been mostly Mitomo shit. Uh, well, aside from the other drama that's been going on, like it hasn't been a good week for the games industry. Um, but yeah, I was very, very impressed with the rift. I would have to say from a technical standpoint, God damn, like I, I just wish and like my I have a fairly you guys, you guys know my rig. I mean, I think at this point you guys even have better rigs than me. I don't know if we've done like a, a round table comparison of the, the hardware specs that we're running PC wise. But like like Sarah, did you ever um, use the compatibility tool that Oculus offers to see if your fucking rig can run it? Oh, I know I can't. I've only got a GTX 750 in mine. And like. You need a you need a GTX 980 or above. It's fucking expensive. Yeah, he's got a better video card than mine then, because I have a 660 Ti NVIDIA graphics card. And uh, the only thing I had in my PC build that would actually run it is I had 16 gigs of RAM. That's it. Yeah, actually, <laughs> processor that, processor doesn't. Well, I have a you know, I have a dual RAM setup, but they're both running at 16. So like I'm like my shit cheats. Like it has two points of processing that both run it like my like i have like an atari jaguar of a fucking pc going on oh my um, god or 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 uh uh fucking what was the thing the coleco oh dude <laughs> nope <laughs> not talking about that that, that is enough. definitely oh i mean that's a whole different kind of worms that like i'll share at another point um but anyway, I don't even think it's fair to call that a shit storm. It's so much dude, more intense. Just it, yeah. it, it got it got caught up in a tornado and just got fucking blown away. <laughs> a shit tornado. Full transparency and disclosure, those are my former employers. And so just for the sake of conflict of interest and and to remain civil and autonomous, I'm not gonna really discuss my uh current stance on it. Uh, not at the moment. I still think, even though it's been a while, shit's a little too hot for me to throw in my two cents. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk. Um, I, but I anyway, look, I look forward. I look forward to reading your autobiography when you talk all about <laughs> it. Oh, <laughs> expose. God damn. Um. But anyway, uh, in in terms of the rift, yeah, holy shit, like, and and how much is that? Like, what's the MSRP on that? Like seven hundo. S- Seven for what you get in the box, yeah. God damn! But you No, in the box, I think you get the, the 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 hardware. I think you get like an Xbox One controller, some other stuff. I'm pretty sure they give you an Xbox One controller with it. Hmm. Pretty sure. Like, isn't it like just the headset is six hundred US dollars? 
Maybe. Probably just a headset is probably six, I would guess, yeah. Right. Which how much were how much were dev kits? Like they weren't that much. No, they were less than half of that. Like, half, they were, half of that? Yeah. Like, 350 to three. like Yeah. In fact, I almost like I can see people just saying, like, fuck it, I'm good with my dev. You know? Um and even then, I don't know how outdated they are. Uh, or or if like the store would even support them, though. That's the thing. I don't think the store would support the dev kits. Yeah. I have yet to really check the launch lineup, too. But, like, uh, it launched with, like, 18 distinct titles. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say. It launched with, like, uh, quite, a, quite a lineup. Um, all right. So now let's get to the other big one. Uh, sure. The Morpheus. So. Morpheus is the. <laughs> but it, it's not called the Morpheus anymore. Oh, is it not? Like they they now they're officially calling it PlayStation VR. Yeah, they have that's... for a while. Yeah, that's official. It's a bummer. I wish they would just stuck with Morpheus, honestly. But yeah, it's PlayStation VR. Okay, well, with the PlayStation VR, huh? They, I mean, it, it was still being addressed as such, like on the floor, <laughs> even at GDC. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I yeah. I mean, I know they they use that branding elsewhere. Well, I mean, there's some it's... addendums to make then because because at GDC that was when they announced release and price that was actually right, like that right. tuesday they, they, they released all that information and mm-hmm. you know in terms of that like that is a huge boon alone but like i felt mm-hmm. like and in, in as far as like the capacity of technical performance and what kind of concessions it would make in comparison to that of the oculus um that line that that gap is not very clear. It's very, it's not honestly all that distinct. Uh, the Morpheus was in, incredibly impressive, especially, yeah. uh, which I know you guys will both love cause I know you're big, you're both big fans, but with res infinite, holy shit. And there were instances again. Uh, I mean, I went back to the fact that like with, with my glasses and like the, uh, ergonomic complications aside from their insistence that it, it, I would be able to comfortably wear this over corrective lenses, which my, again, this might defer for other people, but yeah, it was a shitstorm for me. Um, but going back without the glasses, I mean, I was still able to get it fine. I think there's, in terms of technical performance, the Morpheus was, I would say, a more improved version of the dev kit too, but not within the same contrast as that of the final version of the Oculus. Like there were points where the saccadic masking would not be as consistent. And then like my, my quote unquote sweet spot would blur in and out of focus during gameplay. Um, but I felt like that happened during really motion intensive uh, games. Like I, I played so, and I believe this game is going to become free and included which or there's gonna be a demo version of it which i find hilarious like the concept of a fucking demo disc in 2016 that is that the humor of that is not lost on me um but yeah the playstation vr worlds is essentially like the the mini game collection the uh fucking wii sports of the playstation vr uh demo set uh i got to mess around more in depth with uh, the the getaway uh, throw throwback that they did to like Sony's like getaway and uh, heist games like the ones that take place in London. Uh, I, I know there's like quite a few of those. I, I believe that that is it's the getaway um, where I was able to ride within a car and essentially like fight off with gunfire a, uh, a high speed battle on the road. 
And the whole thing between just the the accurate representation of uh, momentum and speed, it really felt like I was in a moving car. And the response and the intu- like how intuitive everything was was just it was a little it was a little mind boggling. I mean, there are times where like the game may have had because like unlike like a lot of the motion heavy games that I I played with the Oculus, I mean that's the thing too because you you kind of have. I would I would say in comparison, but I mean I've been a heavy advocate for the move controller before. Um, a lot of the games involve two move remotes. There there's a lot more you can do, and the buttons are uh, I would say more ergonomically feasible to navigate in in terms of a button interface with your thumbs. Because I mean again you're also uh, unlike the Oculus. However, I was able to see like there was some light that was escaping beyond my. Um, my scope of vision on my face. Like I was able to see the bridge of my nose, for example, and see my cheeks. I, I felt like that was impossible with everything I did with the Oculus as well as the Vive, which I have mixed feelings towards. I almost don't like that level of immersion or engagement. It's fucking frightening. L- by the way, let me just say this. Um, I, I did tweet a lot and people were like really curious about it. Uh, I don't think that's another challenge that I think VR in general will have to find a way to combat. Um, I do not think VR in any way, and I, and I think this is just by, by virtue of biological limitations, I do not think that VR is a, is a medium that could be tapped for gaming sessions to go any longer than 40 minutes. And, like, I like to think that I have a pretty strong constitution in terms of, like, my capability of handling, like, strong or heavy motion. Like, I'm a dude that fucking loves theme park rides. I... I love getting around and doing some pretty fast, like, you know, I, I can handle my fast paces and whatnot, but 40 minutes in, and, and again, this could be a combination of the fact that I did so many different uh, demonstrations within the, the span of one day, like within 24 hours, so that that can definitely be a huge contributing factor uh, to it, but uh, I do not feel like VR is or at least the games that like with how ambitious they're they're trying to shoot for experiences i do not feel like it's equipped to cater to people who want to play longer than 40 minutes you will get fucking barfy like i i don't like you guys i know i've messed around with it more than you guys but i like sarah did you ever get barfy with anything you've done vr related well i wouldn't say barfy but um i did get a, a wicked bad migraine i mean that's been a thing for as long as I've been playing 3D games that, you know, any more than five minutes and it's too much for my eyes. They get scratchy and burny and it's it's so much more pronounced with VR headsets. And like I'm told that it's probably maybe the whole IPD situation, like, you know, inter- interpupil distance uh, and various settings need to be tweaked for each individual person. But you know what? I think in the end, it's still going to do exactly the same thing. And I think the whole weight of the uh, the goggles uh, of any of these is just it's going to weigh down on on uh, on people's necks mm-hmm. over you... ex- extended periods of time. Like you can say it's light, but play it for a couple hours and it doesn't feel nearly as light as you thought. I think it's going to have like one of those um, whatever effects it may have will will more likely be like a weird after effect that will happen later that it, that's not. Uh, I don't think it'll make itself immediately pronounced. Uh, uh, so. From what I understand, from what I've heard anyways, I guess uh, driving after playing VR is a pretty big issue. 
Oh, yeah, like a depth perception kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't have to drive at all. I... Because it's a force per- depth perception, though, you will yeah. overshoot your stops. Ugh, oh, that'd be God, rough. that's awful. Yeah, you know, that's um, the thing. Um, well, I'm sorry, go on, Andrew. Well, I was going to say, and, and you kind of like, you guys talk about getting the, like sickness, like actually getting like motion sickness or getting ill from using it. Um, my brief time with using VR, it wasn't so much that. It was just that you were so immersed that you kind of forget where you are. And to the point where like I was doing just like some random tech demo stuff of like, here, you're walking on the, you know, on Mars or um, you're on a roller coaster. And it gets to the point where like it, it, you become so immersed in it, it feels so real that like I was having I was having to like grab onto something as I was going on this roller coaster because I felt like I was actually falling or I was actually taking you know, these specific turns or like, you know, I, I felt like I was actually in the cart and, and that kind of threw me off, like just not knowing exactly where I was. And I think that's like the scary part of like when you get so immersed in it that you kind of forget, like outside of this headset, I'm in this room or I'm in this, you know, area, like you kind of forget where you're at. And and that's kind of scary because then you're trying to like grab onto something to like, you know, kind of steady yourself or pace yourself to like where you are. Um, and that to me would be very disorienting, you know, especially if you like took the headset off and then you're like, I got to get my bearings back. Like, I don't know where anything is right now. Like that seems a little intense to me. Well, here's the thing. And I, I remember we, we were having a discussion like off the record, just between you and I, when we were uh, doing it is that we do when, when we're not on in front of mics. Um, and the the best sensation that I can liken it to is when you first uh, are learning how to drive. If you and everyone out there who uh, drives an automobile, a car, uh, and and hopefully this is the best analogy that I can use. That sensation that you get uh, when you're uh, essentially trying to acclimate like your sense of momentum and velocity with what you visually perceive. Uh, the best way to compare that is like getting on a freeway or highway for the first time and uh, adjusting between the acceleration speed and reactions between, you know, dr- driving something that isn't, uh, is necessarily as taxing as say in town versus being on a fast moving highway or expressway where you're driving over 60 miles per hour. And then you get off that off way ramp and then you have to adjust like the, all of your centuries to, uh, go back to, uh, essentially the, the the abstract of driving within town and not driving that fast and and basically adjusting your momentum and, and all of that back and just i would say the disorientation involved with that is the most comparable sensation that i can i can liken that to with vr to where you know you remove the headset you're back in the meat space and then moving around you have to kind of almost recalibrate or reacclimate yourself to like what degree like i i Definitely made my mo like after doing it for a while, my movements. Uh, I-, I was even like having like I was having to put like additional thought into it, to where um, you know where something is as simple as uh, walking is is second nature. Uh, I had to put like a lot of deliberate thought in into just like my cadence and like my ability to just fucking walk and like that shit's scary and like I can't imagine driving. Like, goddamn, it's it's almost like you're going to have to put like some like preconceived thought into having any kind of these gaming sessions, much like drinking, you know, where like, uh, you know, don't drink and drive, bro. Don't VR and drive like and that like something that that sounds silly as fuck. But like it, it's it's kind of a real concern because like and the vibe 
the Vive is completely wireless, and it, again, um, I mean, not not as crazy intensive, but like with with like a lot of the uh, the Android infrastructure it has, and the fact that it's able to basically do stuff outside of a mobile interface. Like we're here, like you mentioned earlier, Andrew. Like we've arrived at like the commercial reality of of VR headsets, and even though, like I would say, if you were to ask me right now, like if I were to give you a conclusive, n- not to say approval, but like I mean, and there's more I did with uh, PlayStation VR, by the way. Like I, uh, Res Infinite, Job Simulator, um, uh, which you know I, I compared the two. I would say, aside from some visual hiccups, which again. Uh, you know, they, they weren't often at all. Like, it was it's something that I very much uh, compare to, like, me trying on the, the dev kit, too, for Oculus. I mean, they, they did happen, but nowhere near is frequent. And the Oculus didn't... Oh, my God. And I, I spent some time with that. Didn't happen for me at all. Like, if you're wanting, like, that full, seamless, like, top-of-the-line technical performance, I want to say that the Oculus... I just think it, they, they've gone to such extents... Uh, that it, it's almost made it like largely inaccessible for the general public that would be interested in it. It's almost like the fucking iPad in a sense when Apple releases the, the tablets at like astronomical prices to the point where like you know I wouldn't be surprised if uh, like there were like some sort of uh, leasing or contract uh, options available for the headsets or I'm, as far as the Oculus. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think especially like once everything's out and they have different models and different, uh, you know, things on the market. I mean, I'm sure there'll be future reiterations of, of the technology for sure. I mean, I think we even talked about that a little bit before where, you know, especially now with Sony responding and having their price point where essentially the headset they're selling with the accessories and their hardware, the system would cost just as much as just an Oculus headset and probably half the cost of what the fucking uh, HTC is going to cost eventually after everything's all said and done. Like, yeah, they'll definitely have future iterations where they have different price points, different versions. Like that's just, it, it's inevitable. Especially, I don't know. Do you feel like with VR, what it is now, what it's going to be coming out with at launch, do you feel like it's, are they going to roll out like a, a new one pretty much like every year Oh, or, I highly like, do you doubt think it's it. Stick around for a while. You don't think they will? I highly doubt it. If anything, basically VR's a new motion control sensation, right? Except unlike motion controls, I feel like the the gimmickry of it isn't um like even to this day in whatever advances that motion control gaming may have had. And to be honest, this is still motion con- like all the heavy VR games all involve motion control. They, I mean, Sony is like reconfiguring like the move, which is from the PlayStation Three. Uh, mm-hmm. Oculus has the Touch. I mean, the Vive is going to have their own peripherals, but like, and and if anything, they're they're all going to involve like some form of waggle. It's just that instead of waggle, there's going to be like a, a a real articulate inter like it connection a resonance that that uh is not been such like so profound as it is within vr um and it's as far as revisions no oh absolutely not i think that's why it's i mean how long has this already been like a construct that's currently going on like the last couple years 
I, and like they yeah, t- I feel pretty like much a, a, ever since the Kickstarter for Oculus. Right. And, and like that's three years out. Yeah, I feel like there's been like this intensive amount of time research. And because, again, it's it's a very like scary thing. And, and like if, if this gets fucked up, like no matter what you'll say, and we, I mean, we've talked about it at length. We have episodes detailing around it. No matter what you mm-hmm. want to say and how many mixed feelings we may have around positive experiences with motion control gaming. Motion control gaming is now looked at as like a stigma and it's it's been abandoned heavily. I mean, look at the fucking Kinect 2 on Xbox One. Uh even even with the Wii U. I mean, mm-hmm. it it's it's just it's really just not a thing anymore. It's hardly a thing. Uh um, I, I guess like with VR, I look at it a little bit differently. You look at it as a comparison to motion control gaming. I actually see VR as more of like an experience that you have on your cell phone. Because for me, like you said, with VR, you don't really want to use it for more than 40 minutes, or at least you feel like most of the consumers won't want to use it for more than 40 minutes. That's the exact same feeling I get with like cell phone games or like mobile gaming. Like it, it's something you kind of like do quickly and you do it for like, you know, a little while. Like but I couldn't see myself being on my phone for two hours playing a game. It just doesn't happen. Like 20 minutes here and there. Yeah. Like just for the experience because I'm doing something else. I feel like that's if that's what VR is going to be, where it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool experience or something you can show off to your friends, and then that's the extent of it, then I definitely see that being hardware like a phone where like every year they come out with a new version of it. It'll be the same thing with the VR headsets, I think, because it's that more of a gimmick that this is cool for a little bit, and then you're done with it. Like You don't sit there for eight hours playing a game like you would on a console. So to me, it just seems like it's more like that. It's more like mobile gaming where it's like a quick fix, it's something cool to show off to your friends, and then that's about the extent of it. I think that's to me, why to me, that's what it seems like. I think that's why it's being is received as well received it has been because like mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's 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 working. It works. Like the problem isn't in, in terms of performance and like the conceptual the conceptualizing versus reality of it. That is not the issue. Surprisingly, it's not, it's not like it was before when VR first started being talked about, and and they're like, no, that's a pipe dream, like Virtual Boy, like oh, that's ridiculous, like no, that's never gonna happen. Like it actually, the technology does match up with the concept. Right, like, it's there. Do, yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's it's just the accessibility behind it. Plus, or 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 to be honest, do we need it? Right, because that's another thing. Mm. Uh, I'll I'll be honest with you guys. There's. I mean, nearly every game, if if it wasn't a first-person game, it was a fucking on-rail shooter. Yeah. I mean, and while those are all fun, I I don't know, like, I don't know how far up the glass ceiling goes for this 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 sort of idea. I mean, I can think of even then, like, there is another and I fucking for the life of me, I don't remember it. I thought it was a really unique concept of uh, a 3D platformer. Um. That the, I mean, you are the camera, and like it really put an emphasis on your you visually inputting your your own uh, sensory of exploration through tilting in your head and using your peripherals as opposed to using the right stick. But then you know, on on muscle memory alone and mechanically, you could use the right stick, and it's that's even an option still available in the controller. So I kept thinking to myself, like, this is really cool in VR, but I don't need VR for this, like. There is never there is not a point where like VR is is becomes absolutely essential that, that I can't do based on like the way it is. And, and I, I just feel like because in terms from a game design standpoint, I mean, 
I, I feel like this is something that's still so strangely new that people don't know how to like really find something that that will actually you know they can throw whatever they can at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, it's much easier to write something down and then fucking mess around with it, but then to actually make it stick and make it do exactly what you're saying, Andrew, to make it like a a memorable like VR word, like something that defines like. The, the the benefits and prominence of the feature uh, to do such a thing. Yeah, I don't I don't even think we're there from a conceptual standpoint yet. But I mean, we're getting there, and what we have to show so far is impressive. But uh, yeah, I could totally see it getting old after a year if if like if it's just first person games after first person game. I mean, we're almost in that rut now. <laughs> so, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the Talos principle. It's like one of my favorite first person puzzle games. Um, something like that in VR or fuck. Um, actually, just saying it in my head, like just thinking it kind of makes me sick. But Portal in VR. What was, what was, mm-hmm. what was the one that Sarah played at PAX? What was the one that you liked, Sarah? Or maybe didn't like, but the one you played at, at PAX a couple years ago. What was that? Oh, that fucking game. What was it called? Anti Chamber? Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really dig it. Mm-hmm. But that in VR would be kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that in VR? Where not only, like, even, like, when you're playing it on your uh, on a regular screen that you have to, like, think so far out of the box that it just kind of equates to random happenstance when you go through it. Can you imagine if VR was a vital component of that? That would mm-hmm. blow my mind right out of my nose. Yeah. In a terrible, in a terrible way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it would be, like, enjoyable, but it would be kind of fucked up. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, aside from that, I mean, and the vibe, the vibe wasn't mm. necessarily all that distinct either. But there were some other third-party options, like, uh, I want to say, like, the the Dream Swift VR. Uh, that was weird in the fact that it actually, anything uh, within Steam that uh, operates with uh, a, a certain... Uh, any any of the configurations that involve like DirectX 9 or above, uh, they were able to configure that and and basically convert it into a VR space, and it actually did it fairly seamlessly. Um, like Borderlands 2 uh, worked fairly well. I mean, granted there are certain games that like the the resolution and the visuals did kind of suffer from the stretched uh, uh, aspects of of moving around and then kind of moving around on this like rotational. Almost like the visual illusion of like putting this uh, rotating backdrop uh, to give the sensation of like a uh, of ranging or otherwise moving perspective or, or horizon of 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 depth when in actuality you can you, it's it's almost like I don't want to say that you know the hardware is lacking but I feel like your eyes can almost pick up on like the the visual deception because it's it's almost like an illusion of sorts more than it is like a technical achievement but it's still nifty in the fact that like it kind of adds new layers so like th- there's there's so many different experimentations that are being done uh right now bes- outside of like the 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 intensive proprietary uh joints like uh psvr which wow i've been able to really jump on it i, I still still kind of miss morpheus not gonna lie i man, i gotta some make some addendums on, on my editorial anyway uh, and the uh, Oculus Rift and the Vive and whatnot. But I, I don't know. Um, I'm really, if anything, you know, we did spend a good half of this podcast talking about Nintendo. 
I'm really surprised that Nintendo has nothing, like has said nothing, done nothing towards it. Or, uh, I mean, Microsoft hasn't really either. I think they're definitely leery uh, from like what they tried to accomplish with the Kinect, and then they're just like, no, we just need to focus on sweet ass games for the dude bros. But so, well, I mean, no, no, honest... Microsoft has Hololens. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about Hololens. All right, all but, redacted. But yeah, like, which how, by the way, how, how, but totally how expensive is Hololens? But how how fucking expensive is that shit gonna be? I don't think that's for the general consumer. I think HoloLens is gonna be like for like next yeah. level tech. That's for, not for that's not for like consumers. I don't think. Yeah, I was talking way, to I was talking to a thing. By the way, I'm sorry. Go on, sir. No, I was I was gonna say I was talking to a dude that works at Microsoft, and HoloLens is gonna be like five thousand bucks. Yeah, that ain't for us, man. That's for like people yeah. that want to do like fucking like Star Trek like beam me up, Scotty kind of shit. Like that's that's gonna be. Mm. <laughs> And as well, for see, Nintendo, I, don't I mean, want to count it. What I say? I mean, I almost don't even want to count it. Then you know, uh, I mean, yeah. not not. I don't know. Yeah. I, and then like it's weird because again, I'm just thinking like, what is Rare doing? But like Rare was like showing off all these weird demos of uh, Conquer from their their Conquer uh, series within like a, a Hololens game, or like I, I guess just doing a bunch of like prototypes showing off like the capabilities of it. And, and even then, like, that shit was weird. Um, and the closest, like, Nintendo's even broached that are just, like, the AR gimmicks that they do with the 3DS, which, you know, they mm. haven't even fucking done anything with uh, the gamepad. I don't even know if the gamepad's capable of doing that. So, I mean, it's got a camera. It's got an NSC reader. And I don't, I don't know what sort of interface the gamepad screen might have. But, like, it's a... Uh, I don't know. It's just it's very strange to see them quiet. Yeah, this is actually the first GDC, and I've been doing it for the last seven years uh, for PPR. This is the first GDC I have seen Nintendo just not go to. I mean, because they're I mean, they I don't really see why they would have a point. But like the developers conference is different in the fact that it's definitely an opportunity to network and possibly like secure or, or hire new talent from like a lot of the aspiring developers that are going there. It was just really weird to see Nintendo make a no-show, but that's still fucking weird. You just, man, the Wii U gamepad has a camera. What the fuck do you use that camera for? Oh, dude, you never knew it had a camera? What the fuck do you use it for? What have you ever I, used it I've for? I've used it in Tank, Tank, Tank. That's yeah. it. I think that's the only time I've used huh. it. I think I've used I'm it. I'm looking at it, and I see it. There's video <laughs> chat options, right? But uh... Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, huh. man, that's funny. Jesus Christ. But honestly, like with Nintendo in specific, is it really any wonder why they haven't gone back into VR? Especially with, <laughs> what's, I don't what's think they're allowed to do they're, they're, VR, man. That was just they're, they're 3D. It is 3D, but you know what? It was the first step, and I think they uh, they burned their toes on some scalding water there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're afraid of it now. Dude, yeah, they're like, they're I, like when it comes off, to, I ain't doing that shit. I swear to God, like, Man, like, Nintendo is, like, the creative mom on Pinterest. Like, it has a lot of sweet or cool ideas, but, like, the moment it tries to implement them or share them, it, it, it fucking completely freaks out and doesn't know how to use Facebook. And it just, it's completely behind the times. And, goddamn, dude, like, they're still getting a grasp on fucking just, like, online interfaces. I mean, look at Mitomo. That that the whole friend mechanic of the fact of like oh you got to find friends through QR codes that you share on outside third party social networks fucking what like and then meet like by the way during the recording of this I I was curious to kind of like check out Bad Meverse post to Twitter 
and they're already slowly getting the integration of like scouring for like uh fucking Mitomo shit posts. So it's great. Not only are we gonna be able to see fucking Meaver shit posts, but Mitomo shit posts will accompany uh fucking Meavers, which is great. But I I'm I'm just surprised that there's no integration there. But maybe again, this is all so new and for what it offers right now, it's a it's a poor man's Hamadachi, which, you know, whatever. I mean everybody's having fun with it so far. You guys are. I'm just I'm checking I'm checking Andrew's spiffy ass fucking me. Um <laughs> sweet collared shirt. Always always oh man. Like, damn, Andrew, back at it again with the collared shirt. Back at it again. Yeah, fancy man. I'm wearing those fucking khakis, like you know what's up. God mm-hmm. damn. Um mm-hmm. but anyway, yep. it, I mean, just to step away from VR a second, I mean there are tons of different uh indie games that I did get to check out. I mean, I think I I, I kind of want to just touch this on like on a grand uh, space. Like I think the industry, especially like for uh, the the breadth of of coverage and and access and uh, what is what is currently accessible to be showcased within this current uh, climate of modern video gaming, there are too many goddamn trade shows and conferences. I mean we've it, we've definitely made we've already talked about them before, so I won't fucking like dig that dead horse up to like beat on again but uh you could definitely see like signs of fatigue just from uh you know pack south as well as one of the indicates and then there's dice and then gdc and then this weekend which again we're missing and i'm gonna be completely honest uh, I mean, we we love going to Paxis for the experience of it in terms of meeting up with people, talking to people, and just you know checking out like any of the panels or stuff, and, and and just you know the show floor. I feel like this year has little to nothing to show that hasn't already been shown at GDC that we've already covered. I I literally I can't think of like you know maybe Pax might have a surprise announcement where I could eat my words, but like I feel like there's just so much saturation that. You know, like the spectacle or or just the, I don't know, the 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 pageantry of being able to get like those exclusive reveals has definitely like it, it's a bit diluted. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of cool indie game stuff that like it did not get the proper platform for exposure. Uh, definitely had its uh, day in the sun over at GDC, um, especially a lot of stuff involved. Like, I, I mean, again. I've talked a lot of, uh, about VR, but like, uh, definitely. And, and you guys check out the the coverage. There's some other stuff as well that I'm going to throw up, uh, especially some uh, video coverage. But just being able to see like like one of the more impressive games for me that and it, it, it debuted like late last year. So it, I mean, it's been out there for a while. But like uh, Nina Freeman, Sabelle, and even then also. I, if anything, holy shit, like, it, it just, it amazes me, like, Undertale was nominated for a lot of awards, as well as Undertale was on display, and, uh, the developer, Toby Fox, has now become, like, this reclusive, almost, like, Matt Groening, like, in the shadows personality, to where, like, he didn't even show up in, like, just seeing, like, the developer, like, from the developer perspective, like, the rabid fan base, like, uh, everything that Undertale was on display at uh, was just a, an apologetic sign that says they, you know, Toby Fox couldn't be there to talk to the public about Undertale. And he's almost achieved like this 
status of celebritydom to the point where, like, I, you know, I didn't blame him that he didn't bother showing. I, I mean, it, and for Kinda all like accounts another... and purposes, he doesn't really need to. Um, but I, I thought I would see something, you know, especially with the Nintendo rumors that we heard. And then I guess, mm. so the, the, oh God, the Amiibo rumors that like I talked to you guys about, I guess what they ended up panning out to be were the, uh, exclusive fan gamer figurines, um, which big stretch, but whatever. I mean, those are still pretty cool, but who knows? Um, but yeah, you know what, Andrew, you're right. Going back, I mean, there's some cool indie games, and I usually have like a lot of cool stuff to talk about. But yeah, they were all mainly just done within the construct of uh, VR. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I just, you know, VRDC. That's still like, really weird to me. I, I, I kind of want to bet that that's not going to come back next year. <laughs> that no, VR I, at this I, point, I, I would be very like, interested to see what GDC is next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because I know GDC was also like a launching point for a lot of. Uh, announcements not even official announcements just like devs talking about something and then like you know the the press were just kind of in earshot of it and they're like wait what and then they go back to their sources and then find out oh yeah this is apparently happening like all this you know possibilities of like revised versions of systems that we talked about earlier in the show like all that came from GDC and it's just like it's kind of a bummer. Like, I feel like GDC, it's good as press to go and get the like one-on-one time with the developers and the publishers. But GDC has always been meant for like, for that industry, like for that other side, like not, I mean, I'm not knocking that you go to GDC. I think it's a good experience. I think it's good to get that kind of communication with those kinds of people that you may not get from an event to the public, like a uh, PAX or, you know, even an E3, but I feel kind of bad. Like GDC is meant for like games, developers to talk with other game developers and to like brainstorm and come up with ideas and do stuff like that. It feels like that's it's kind of like how Comic Con became a, an event where they could launch new movie trailers and talk about new movies where it kind of went away from what Comic Con was supposed to be initially. Like I feel like it's what GDC is becoming now. It's just becoming a launching of like here's a new game announcement or here's a new system announcement. Well, and it's not what it originally was intended to be. It was just like game developers talking and and like coming together as a community to like you know brainstorm and come up with ideas and talk about like what worked and what didn't work and you know having that kind of networking it just doesn't yeah, seem like it's really thing. about that anymore unlike comic-con though i mean i feel like gdc hasn't lost that it's just that's not what's currently that's not on like the, the front lines it's still there that's but, still but, very but, much but that, there that, that is going on that's good i guess well i guess it makes sense because they won't really report on it because it's not really for them to report about but exactly it just it just seems like that's what it's supposed to be about and, and there's no mention of that but yeah, you're right. There would really be no mention if they're not reporting on it. So, makes sense. I mean, but overall, this is a very productive GDC. Uh, I got to play other games. I'm going to be doing a special play play of some GDC builds as well. So, be on the lookout for that as well as other videos. But I think that's pretty much it. Not much else to really talk about. So, I, 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 I predict that we'll see Sarah at GDC next year. We can I, only hope. I predict you are incorrect. <laughs> Sarah, you're, you're, you're slowly... Maybe not that slowly. You're 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 getting into that industry, man. Like yeah, that's, man. That's becoming a thing. Those are extraordinary. You're, you're almost there, man. If uh, might, if someone's might. paying for me to be there, sure. But, hey, uh... man. They might. You might as well just submit your registration right now, man. Well, I'm sure you're we can get all that discussed. But until the meantime, are you guys ready for episode end? Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, Man, we need to have like a GDC, but for not VR. We need it for like 
Mitomo. Can oh, we do dude. that? Can we have an event I am just for so Mi down for yeah for just avatars. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> now we're just describing I, like a furry convention. If you think about it, I think I would be there just by the amount of money I spent on avatar stuff. Like I'm just holy I'm a guest shit. Speaker there. Hold on. While we're doing the house cleanup and whatnot, can I tell you guys that I uh, I finally found out that there's that like my entire concept like my I have a I've lived in a, a lie like a misconception of what like the furry uh, culture is and what being a furry is. Um, apparently, there's a huge di like. Apparently, what I thought furries were are are yiffers or yiffing, and there's a big difference between being a furry and yiffing. So when you're a furry, how you, like, is this ten year old news? Oh my god! Wait, what if I? <laughs> You mean like ten year old news like it's been talked about for ten years or it's like news for ten year olds? No, I've I've known about this for at least a decade. Really? Oh. I blame yeah. you. You're a bad friend. I I, I didn't never <laughs> knew this. The topic never came up. I you know That's Yeah, okay, and we were fine. okay for I'll those put... last ten years. Man You know what you know what, Ricky My Bobby? I'll put yift, that evil on it? me. <laughs> but like I'm sorry, dude. I I, I yiffed up. Yeah, no. Jesus Christ. Don't yeah, you start punning okay, it so up now. Real quick, real quick. So when you're furries, um, I, I guess like during the courtship process of like hooking up with another furry, you guys like are attracted to each other's fursonas and like, you know, you you, di you dig on each other's like, you know, uh, furry appearances. But then when you're in the bedroom, the, like the fursonas come off and you, you guys fuck like normal people. I didn't know that. So... Yipping is when the personas never come off. Like you commit and you and you get down and dirty and fuck in your persona. Like literally dirty, yeah. Yeah, and that's it's so weird to me. I never knew there was a difference. It almost makes like the whole furry thing a lie. Um or or a cop out. I don't know. It's kind of, you know what? It's almost like the vaping of fucking <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, that's a whole different topic. You've just listened to Press Pause Radio's GDC 2016 special. If you like what you listen to, uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Scatter Radio, Spotify, and SoundCloud, as well as other podcast directories, as well as our website at www.presspauseradio.com. And you can also uh, comment, follow, like, subscribe, do all the positive things that let us know that you're enjoying us or, you know, you could probably care less whether we lived or died whatever i mean have God. fun with it um yeah that was sorry i did get a little just nihilistic a there. little yeah yeah um and then as far as our social networks we are on facebook we're on twitter uh we're also on youtube where you can also catch uh our let's play videos which we like to call play play quick looks uh, at some cool games where we uh provide commentary uh insight and dick jokes or fart jokes i mean we have no specific preference uh, as well as you can also follow us on Twitch, where we also do some cool live streams. Uh, definitely participate in stuff like Extra Life or uh, other uh, events or charities, as well as just stream some cool shit that we do have you know, planned on the way. And you can also find our Steam group, where you can join us uh, there and be a part of the community. When we do get together and we finally plan another uh, community event, that'll be fun, which we uh, are planning to do a Game Fest it's always in our minds. It's just the matter of scheduling. Adulting is always a challenge, but and podcasting is a love and passion that we love doing. Uh, also, on, on the heels of this, you'll be expecting the Life is Strange uh, Games Club podcast, which we will also be releasing very soon. 
Uh, we have some other specials that we're going to be announcing before we uh, get around to recording our 100th episode, which we like to uh, try and synchronize as close as we can to the seven-year anniversary of Press Pause Radio. That's right. Press Pause Radio is fucking been up and going for seven goddamn years. Uh, and while we have, like, well over 100 episodes, if not, clo- like, a better better half of 200, I mean, officially numbered-wise, this is a pretty landmark episode for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have no idea what the fuck we're going to do. But we'll do something. You can guarantee bet you we're gonna fucking... do something it might not be interesting but we'll do something yeah yeah there we go the way to dude, th- thank you bring it home selling it one of us should be drunk yeah or all of us i mean we've had or fun doing us, that before yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 all right um yeah. who knows we can possibly just we can record it i want to see if there's any way we can set up where we record it and stream like uh like in a, in a press pause video format um well i mean we'll that figure shouldn't something be out. too hard right no, and then I want to do them like we. Everybody loves the movie commentaries, so we, we got to just figure out the perfect movie commentary to do. Uh, I've been leaning towards one, but like only because like I, I'm just I have I guess I'm, I have no love for myself. I'm just a masochistic piece of shit. Well, um, as long as it's not King of Fighters, because I nearly had an aneurysm. There you go. There's that. All right, that that's that's a ball. real concern. No, we were throwing around the idea of pixels. Um, which I think we, yeah, anyway, um, but aside from that, uh, be sure to check out some of the, uh, play plays that we have coming up and, uh, just to contextualize, I mean, we've got Transformers Devastation, Captain Toad, Mitomo, Salt and Sanctuary, Dark Souls 2, uh, as well as Hitman and several other different play plays that we'll be publishing soon. Uh, the Life is Strange Games Club, as well as reviews for uh, not only Salt and Sanctuary, but Unravel, uh, Firewatch, and some other stuff, and some other opinion editorial, uh, Life Through the Pixel Glass, some other fun stuff. And then I did want to do a special piece uh, in memorial the fact that today is also the last day that Final Fantasy XI will be available for its mm-hmm. console iterations. And at this point forward, it is a Windows exclusive game that's still currently uh in operation which is that that's a relief within itself but also somehow 14 years later yeah. yeah um but aside from that sarah any other house cleaning that you'd like to touch up on as far as bullet heaven why yes uh as it turns out we are back in full swing with bullet heaven hd with new core and ex episodes we are currently working on episode 146 which should go live tomorrow and that's no joke um uh, yeah, I guess there's a bit of com- context, uh, right? Like right now in Canadian land on the Atlantic coast, it's currently April Fools. So that's why I say that. Uh, but yeah, we got some pretty cool imports that we're going to be uh, looking at. Some of them have been uh, actually purchased with proceeds from our Patreon campaign uh, for as little as a buck. An episode you can support bullet heaven as well which goes directly back into production and it helps us with uh, getting some of the stupid fucking ridiculously priced retro games because the market is spiraling out of control and it's ridiculous especially with canada's weak dollar so with a bit of help we can get some pretty cool stuff going once again in in the retro scene but uh but until then we've still got plenty of other stuff to check out as well well, 
good deal. And then there are some other bullet heaven ideas that I definitely want to throw around with Sarah. Like we still have to do fucking Trevor McFur. Like that's that's it's gonna happen. Yeah, I need a better cable though. Oh, oh my car! Oh my car! Wait, how do, how does it go, Sarah? Oh my car! Um, what? dude, final fight. Remember? Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, oh my car! Um. Anyway, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. Aside from that, this has been a little fun episode. Yeah, VR! Yeah! Escaping Ooh. the meat space. Um, you know... Meat space? Meat space. I don't know. What, what was the cool... Can somebody quote Lawnmower Man for me? Anyone? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> At all. Fine. Not even close. God damn it. All right, this is Georgie Boy's axe. All y'all uh, in your fucking yeah. lawnmower man shade. Fuck it. I don't have a lawnmower. I... Actually, I do. I do have a lawnmower. I'm, I'm lying. I do have a lawnmower. This is Sarah Adulting. Flash, Weed Whacker Man. Oh, shit. All right, that all would right, be the VR on. game I would play. Just to, just to close off on a better note, the 13th floor? Man. 14th floor. No, nah, 13 oh. Ghosts. 13 Ghosts is good. Fuck all y'all. All right, out. No. Out. Out.